What's up, everyone? Hope everyone is having a fantastic day. On this episode, we actually have two different interviews that I'm combining into one episode. First interview is with Tom Hackamer. Tom was a fourth-round pick out of St. John's. Um, a walk-on in college, was actually converted as a position player. Great story, a very interesting guy. Next interview, we have Sean Murphy. Sean was, again, another walk-on at Wright State University. No scholarship offers at all coming out of high school. He is now the fourth-ranked fourth ranked best prospect as a catcher in all of minor league baseball. Um, you guys are really going to enjoy both of these and... Make sure you head on over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Welcome to Patrick Jones Baseball. I am Patrick Jones, former professional baseball player and host of this podcast. My day job is a podcaster and my night job is a baseball instructor. I am currently giving hitting and pitching lessons for all ages. If interested, please email me at jonesbaseballtraining at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and let's get to work. We are now live with Tom Snowmiser Hackamer. Is that right? (laughs) Uh, It was for uh, for the winter, for the Christmas season. That might change sometime soon. Okay. All right. I just wanted to just wanted to throw it out there. Um, first off, yeah. man, I remember actually I faced you. Uh, I played at Xavier. You were at St. John's. I remember facing you a couple times. You were a sidearm guy. Have you always been a sidearm guy? Uh, for as long as I have been a pitcher, yeah. I, in high school, I was strictly a shortstop. And in college, I became strictly a sidearm pitcher. There's no like transitional of throwing over the top. Did you hit it all at St. John's when you first got there? No, no, that was never going to happen. That was, <laughs> I couldn't hit to save my life. <laughs> so did they, they recruited you as a pitcher. They told me that I could walk on and probably be converted as a pitcher and try to do that. Have you ever tried to throw over the top? Oh, yeah, every now and then. Uh, at St. John's, they wanted me to try it in summer ball as, like, a, an out pitch. Uh, and they, the Twins actually had me do it uh, and instructs my first year. But it just it feels uncomfortable, honestly. I've thrown so many more pitches sidearm than I have over the top. How hard can you throw over the top? Honestly, not as hard as I can sidearm. As far as I've, like the, I've topped out at, like, 90 over the top, I think. My hardest pitch that registered. And instructs with the twins. I in the same game, I threw like ninety. I ran it up to ninety-one sidearm. Wow! So I it didn't really see. It really didn't seem worth it. Over sure. So th- is this your first full off season? Uh, I guess I had a I had a full off season last year. Last year. Uh, what do you like to do during I the off season? Do you have but, any Do you have any hobbies or anything that you like to do? Uh yeah, you actually. Caught me uh, um, in my uh, garage, actually, I was in the middle of a project I'm working on, uh, building uh, sort of pitch tunneling device aid, something like that. What's that? But uh, that's what I'm, uh, so I, I did it my senior year of college initially, I had like a window, uh, you could adjust up and down, 
uh, for kind of so you it's like supposed to be uh, an analog of a strike zone. You put it 20 feet out in front of the play, uh, out in front of the mound and throw through it. And so if all of your pitches pass through that window, they should all in theory roughly like coming out of the same path or the same tunnel going to the plate, which gives the hitter less time to uh, differentiate them and less time to react. So unfortunately, the first time I made the uh, I made this type of thing, I made it all of uh, like pine which is it's just, just what I had lying around when I had the idea. So I hit it a few times and it got destroyed. So I'm finally making uh, another one, but I'm using a lot more metal this time, so hopefully it'll stand up. I'm making a couple of them because uh, the new pitching coach at St. John's, George Brown, actually asked me to help him uh, by making a couple of these that he could use for his pitchers. Is he going to pay you? Uh, we hadn't discussed it. But although I get to use them, and they kind of give me free the facilities anyway, so even if they don't pay me, I think I still get a pretty good deal out of it. So do you still live at home in the off season with your parents? Yeah. Would you say most guys do that, no matter like where they're drafted at? Uh, I would say a lot of guys uh, certainly do. It's uh, it's it's hard to find uh, you know housing for six months that you're home and there's not a lot of places I, as far as I know that do like six month leases. Like even I was in Arizona uh, further this year for another six weeks. I'm really only going to be home for like three, three and a half months. Okay. I gotcha. I see you've been doing some stuff on YouTube as well lately. You've posted a couple, um, a couple different things. Is that something you're going to continue to do? Uh, yeah, it was something that I definitely wanted to uh, start back up, do a little bit more of. Uh, so I've been uh, really never understood how much time goes into editing videos for them to be any sort of like quality. Right. Yeah. I never really appreciated that until I started doing it for myself. Yeah. Did you see? I don't know. This but is like. I'm def- Go ahead. So I was. I'm definitely gonna try to keep up with that a little more. Well, don't don't take any pictures of any uh, or any videos of any dead people. Did you see what happened to that Paul, that Logan Paul guy? That's like I, that's not something you should have to tell someone. Like that should be pretty much common sense, right? I I, well, I just read that's that YouTube ridiculous. dropped him. Good, <laughs> good. That's all I have to say. So, are you? Do you like Netflix and everything? Because I know on the road during the season, you guys got a ton of time. To just kind of chill and hang yeah, out. Yeah, I've run, you, I've run through, I've run through so many different shows. What's your, what's the most recent one you've run through? I just finished the new season of Peaky Blinders and Black Mirror. Haven't seen that one. What about? Have you seen Ozark? No, I've keep, I keep hearing good things about Ozark. I haven't gotten into it. Yeah, Ozark's pretty good. Um, and I know last year you went out to um, – you traveled a little bit in the offseason, right? Last year, was that for baseball, going out to uh, driveline? Uh, yeah, I went out to uh, driveline for about three weeks. I'll be back out there for about two or so this uh, this year. What's so that experience like? Uh, so it's fantastic. It's like it, – I look at it, it's like a playground. It's just anything you could ever possibly want to try to learn about pitching or about like how you throw or how 
your pitches move and stuff like that, they have it. It's there. It's it's amazing. <laughs> so I know they do like a lot of the pull down stuff. I saw a Trevor Brow- or Bauer the other day. I like, have some crazy number. As a yeah, sidearm Bauer guy, one hundred and seventeen. Yeah, something crazy. As a sidearm guy, though, do you not do that? No, I do. You uh, do? I did it a uh, good portion in the uh, winter of my senior year. I did it a little bit last year, uh, and I've done it this year. Uh, I'm starting to taper off on it, but uh, no, I do. I do most of my throwing uh, like I long toss from a higher arm slot, more like a. I normally I throw from like a low three quarter slot. That's like my natural arm slot, and that's uh, that's where I long toss from. I do my plyo care stuff with the like the rubbery weighted balls. That's where I throw from, and when I pull down, that's I throw from that upper slot. Do you think that? People like training at at driveline their facility just because of the environment. Because I feel like you can take like the uh, weighted balls and everything else and do that wherever you want to. Is it more for the environment? Uh, definitely for the environment. Uh, all the tech stuff like the cameras, uh, the Rapsodo, uh, which is getting a little more widespread, but uh, no one has anything near the amount of tech in one place as driveline does. So that's one aspect of it. And also the people, uh, who are really, really knowledgeable about the aspects of pitch design, aspects of the delivery, uh, and different stuff like that. Is that a uh, Kyle Bodie? Is that right? Uh, well, I mean, Kyle, uh, Kyle never really, he's moved out of the, gym and off the floor and stuff like that and more into the research and development it's really more um, Daniels at that point who's yeah I believe the head of pitching at driveline and, the, and stuff like that he's really more of the resource in that case okay I got you um this upcoming season let's talk about your some of your like expectations and goals do you have any are you a goal guy where you said like I want to reach double a this year or triple a this year or are you just kind of just wherever they put me, like, it's cool, I'm just going to go out and just play the best I can? So initially coming out of college, I was, and then I kind of realized that it's a really great way to set yourself up for, like, for being anxious about every game and, like, set yourself up for disappointment. Because it's not, it's not in your control. Like, obviously, if you pitch well, they're going to have to move you up. Like, you can't ignore it forever. But the dominant portion of it, when that happens, where you go, is really, it's not in my control, so I really just try not to worry about it. Uh, it gets to a point where it's anything really ridiculous, then, you know, maybe, you know, ask my agent, ask them if there's something I'm doing or not doing that makes them not want to move me, or if it's, you know, a numbers game, you know, there's just no spots. But for the most part, I try not to worry about it because it's not something I really have any control over. Yeah, sure. I saw that you actually, you've been drafted uh, one time before, right, by the Mets in 2015. Um, I'm kind of I'm curious as to why you didn't sign, because it just seemed like, you know, you're from Queens, the Mets are in Queens, like it's like a hometown, hometown guy getting drafted. What brought you back to St. John's for your senior year? That's a funny story. Actually, my freshman year, I pitched City Field. It's probably one of the cooler experiences of my uh, college career. Oh, wow. But... Uh, it wasn't like I tried to step back and look at it objectively and not as like I 
went to high school and college in Queens. Uh, you know, it's a cool story, like the hometown kid. Uh, but when I step back and look at it, I didn't think that I thought that having one more year at St. John's would give me a better opportunity to develop overall as a pitcher and enter professional baseball a little more polished. Uh, I really didn't, I'd had like the season, my junior year had been out for the entire fall because I was recovering from knee surgery. And so I went into the, my draft season, you know, as a virtual unknown because I had been a non-prospect before that. And I really didn't think that what the Mets had for me money-wise was really enough to make up for me leaving school and not, you know, making the stride to finish my degree and playing my last year at St. John's. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, One last question here. If you could pick one hitter to throw against in the big leagues, who would it be? Uh, that's a weird question. Like who, uh, I really, like you got, you got one really guy you like get to, to face. face. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be a good challenge to face. Uh, I really, it'd be a lot of fun to face Mike Trout because it'd be such a challenging at bat, but I still at least have the righty righty advantage. How would you pitch him? I don't know. I'd probably start. I, his thing is he's a really good low ball hitter. So I guess I kind of got to try to, I guess I try to jam him in and then I don't know. I'd probably guess on the, um, I'd, I'd be like out there guessing at that point. Yeah. Just wing if I blew it. a fastball past Mike Trout. That'd be the highlight of my career. <laughs> For sure. Hey Tom, really appreciate you stopping by today, man. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And here is my interview with Oakland A's prospect, Sean Murphy. We are now live with Sean Murphy, catcher in the Oakland A's organization. Sean, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, Pat. So I see you've been working out up here at Ignition up in Mason. Um, are there any improvements uh, physically that you've wanted to make this offseason? Uh, one of my main goals was to get uh, more flexible, more pliable, and a little bit leaner. I think I came in last season, you know, maybe a little bit too too chunky, a little too, a little too thick and not flexible enough. And I think I paid for it before I kind of adjusted and it's a long season and so I think that was one of the reasons I got tired so that's what we're working on this offseason. Do you have any uh, any hobbies that you like doing during the offseason as well? I mean you got you got some downtime you got a lot more free time than during the season is there anything you like to do? We talked about I told you to go see Jumanji so I'm hoping yeah. you do that soon. I will see Jumanji yeah that's one of my things I like to go see a bunch of movies uh, I like going to the theater you know, I like the popcorn I like yeah. being in the quiet theater where everybody just watches the movie you know it's not texting or asking questions about the movie or pausing it you know the big pet people mind with people you know walking in and out of a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha well i think your story is pretty cool and i think um um a lot of kids will are going to be inspired when they kind of hear kind of what you've been through so in, in high school you went to centerville right yeah. and then you weren't really you didn't did you receive any scholarship offers no i didn't receive any offers any offers out of, coming out of high school how, how frustrating was that because that's obviously really stressful for kids in, in high school these days that you know getting recruited everyone wants to go go play you know in the sec or someplace really high yeah. um were you really frustrated throughout the recruiting process that nobody was gonna or nobody was making you an offer yeah i mean i wasn't you know, I, I, the reason I wasn't getting any offers because I was small. I was physically a late bloomer, and I remember, you know, leaving high school. I was probably, you know, 
five foot ten, hundred and fifty pounds. And that was as as a senior, as a junior when all the recruiting happens, you know, I might have been five foot six. You know, I was really small, you know, really undersized, but I knew I had, you know, the baseball abilities, uh, the fundamentals and I was able to hold my own at such a small size that, you know, I knew once I grew it was gonna happen, you know, my father's six four and so I knew uh-huh. there was there was size coming but you know, nobody was willing to I guess take a risk on it, you know, and give me a scholarship offer. But um, any advice I have to kids going through something like that is, uh, you know, everybody wants to play in the SEC, but that's not always the best fit for guys. And I would, honestly, Wright State was my best fit. You know, I got in there. The, you played right away, right? Yeah, I played right away, exactly. The coaches said, you're going to have an opportunity to play right away. You know, we're not going to make you a bullpen catcher. We're not going to, you know, sit you on the bench and wait for you to grow. And uh, you know, I think, honestly, it was it was the best possible fit for me. And there's no shame in going to a JUCO, you know. If it's, Is that where you were going to go if, if Wright yeah, State? Yeah, probably Sinclair, you know. Okay. I already had some sort of relationship with uh, Steve Denneman over there, the head coach, and he would have for sure, you know, let me go to Sinclair, and I would have developed there, and I would have grown a little bit there, and then I would have gone to a school after that. But uh, absolutely no shame in going to JUCO. A lot of good players come out of the JUCO. Did you have a big chip on your shoulder since nobody seemed to really want you, especially – you know, you went to Wright State. You guys play a lot of local schools. You played my school, Xavier. Yeah. Um, you know, you see all those schools. They they passed on you. Did you when you when you played them? Did you seem to want to play like extra, like kind of rub it in a little bit? Yeah, honestly, I did because you know a lot of local schools passed me up, and I can't blame them. You know, I was so small that you know it's not a, it's not a move a lot of college coaches would make, and you know, I'm lucky I got the opportunities I did. But, you know, I did want to rub it in their faces a little bit, like, hey, you should have seen this coming. Like, uh-huh. But, you know, that's a good feeling. Have you always had a really strong arm? Yes. Yes. Uh, I think so even when you before you had a really big growth spurt, you always had a real strong arm? I had a good arm when I was small. Like, it was still above average when I was small. Then when I grew, it just, you know, it, it got better and better. But it, I thank my dad for that one. That one's just... Yeah, just, you know God's gift. Genetics, well, I know I, call it. <laughs> I've read in the, a couple of different organization reports that you have probably you know one of the strongest arms throughout anyone in the minor leagues. Have you ever been clocked before? Um, Radar gun. I pitched one time in high school. Uh, that was senior it. season. We were screwing around in a summer game. I, I touched ninety, but that was the last time I'd even been on a gun. And who knows if that gun was even close? Yeah. And then I know your junior year, you actually got hurt you hurt your hand because i think mm-hmm. when we when um i was at xavier and we played you guys i'm i'm not sure if you were back yet or not um were you thinking about maybe coming back for your senior year since you missed so much time um you know it was always an option and you know how the draft went you know i would have liked to not miss as much time i remember i remember watching a xavier game from the hospital the night i got surgery and so I was, I was all drugged up, and I was watching. I was telling my mom, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the game," and I was all drugged <laughs> up. She's like, "No, you're not. You're you're gonna lay here." But I remember, yeah, yeah. I think I missed all the Xavier games that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. And then let's go talk a little bit about once you signed um, with Oakland, played that first season. Um, did you have to make a bunch of adjustments from college to professional, especially being a catcher? Because that's a little bit different too. Yeah, it's been uh, one adjustment after another, and it's coming at all facets of the game. Um, so, obviously, from college, most guys don't call pitches, and then you know you go to the pros. So, you call pitches in college, or as a coach? I had called uh, a portion of my junior year when I was healthy. Okay. You know, they let me do that, but um, you know, it's not something I'd done up until then. I called pitches in high school, but that doesn't really count. Yeah, but uh, 
So yeah, calling pitches was big, you know, learning your pitchers, being able to read scouting reports, because now we have actual, you know, information. Uh, in college, it was just, you know, what you can see from BP was your scouting report, but now there's actually data on guys in hot zones and cold zones, and being able to read that and decipher what all that means and using it to match up with what your pitcher does well. It's a whole process every day going through a scouting report, and uh, it takes some time to learn. And offensively, you know, I got in, I struggled, I made an adjustment, started doing well in A-ball again, I got promoted double-A, and then I started doing terrible again. Like, you know, single-A to double-A was a huge jump, and pitchers can really, really pitch, and there's 40 million guys on those teams. And, you know, they were carving me up with multiple pitches, throwing whatever they want, whenever they want, and i got to make an adjustment this upcoming year. What adjustment do you think you need to make? Is it that I always hear that from, you know, high-A to double-A or just A-ball to double-A, that – that's a jump. You know, that's what really separates you know good players from the top prospects. Is that because those guys are actual pitchers um, compared to just throwers at the minor at the lower levels? Is that is that accurate? That's fair to say. Yeah. yeah. So on a ball, like if a guy's got a good slider, you can sit there and be like, yeah, he can't throw me three of them. But in, you know, in double A, you can be like, yeah, he, he probably could throw me three of them. So I gotta be I gotta be ready. So it's just a pitch, just being disciplined essentially. Yeah, it's just you know an increase in discipline. Uh, you know, improving my mental game, not getting over anxious and, and whatnot. You know, that's always huge is being able to stay relaxed and keep your heartbeat yeah. slow. That's, yeah. that's really the key. Anytime, you know, I can up there and feel comfortable and relaxed, and that's all mental, it's, I'm going to have success. One last thing, then we'll let you get going here. You're getting ready to leave for spring training. Take us through what it's like uh, – just maybe a day in spring training or a couple of days, you know, like what I, I think every organization is a little bit different, right? In terms of their yeah, schedule. Sure. Yeah. Um, so what, what is Oakland like? Um, so last year, like what time you wake yeah, up and then all that stuff, I would get up at, at like, you know, five thirty or six every day and I would get to the cage, uh, get warmed up in the, in the weight room and then get to the cage by seven because as a young guy, I wasn't allowed to hit with the with the vets. Really? So they wanted me. They wanted me out of there before the vets showed up. And you know, Yonder Alonso liked to show up at seven thirty. So I'd be in the cage at seven, and I'd get all my work done before that. Now Yonder really didn't care, but you know, some of the some of the other guys really really might have. So that was one of the advices I was given by by some of the older guys. It was like, hey, get out of the cage. You know, make sure you're kind of out of out of the older guys' way. So I had to be there early. And then, so I'm out of the cage at seven thirty, and practice doesn't start till ten. So I eat breakfast. I do the crossword hang around, get a lift in, and then once practice starts, there's BP, there's kind of an in and out, there's a fundamental, uh, some bullpens, and then once games start, you know, being the last catcher on the on the staff last year, I caught all the bullpens during the games, so they warm a new guy up every inning, so it's a lot of bullpen, but a lot of learning, and honestly, you know, those bullpens are where you get the best, you know, best work, and so it's thankful I got to catch all those bullpens as much as it probably hated at the time, but, you know, a lot of guys to learn a lot of different pitchers and you see a lot of different stuff out there so it does give you some sort of experience who's the toughest pitcher you've ever caught uh aj puck is a nightmare to catch a nightmare <laughs> is his ball move like crazy is that why nah, he just he just throws it so hard and he'll yank one every once in a while and he'll just palm you and he'll smoke you with a slider you know yeah he, he's unbelievable he's so good but you know he, he will get tough to catch yeah not not the best i've i've tried catching once and it's it's a different ball game back there 
Really appreciate you taking the time today. Um, good luck this upcoming year. We'll definitely be following, and I'll make sure everyone who's listening, you know, put a link out to wherever you end up being. Um, hopefully you reach, reach the big leagues this year. Thank you. Is that a, I guess that's the ultimate goal for this year, right? Of course. Of course. So, again, man, uh, Sean Murphy, appreciate you stopping by. Thank you.